Today we have Rich Horn, former senior counsel and special advisor in the CFPB's Office of Regulations. Rich led the development of the final TRID rule, along with the design and consumer testing of the TRID disclosures. You're listening to the Compliance Insiders with Roger Fendelman, where you can hear the best and brightest experts in the mortgage industry discuss compliance and technology issues that affect you. It's all you need to know in 10 minutes or less. Finally, on July 7th, the Bureau issued amendments to the TRID rule. On a high level, walk us through them and what it means for lenders. We got TRID 2.0. Finally, it's here. There are some much-needed clarifications to some of the difficult questions that industry has been grappling with under the TRID rule. Um, there are some big-ticket items that the CFB did not address in the final rule, unfortunately, for industry. But all in all, considering that it's a mixed bag, I'd say it's weighted more heavily towards positive changes for the industry. Well, that's some good news, and I know that there are some issues that the Bureau decided to hold off on for a later date. Tell us a little bit about the effective date of the changes when people have to comply, what do people need to know? This is a great question. The CFPB provided a mandatory compliance date for the changes October 1st, 2018. This means that industry does not need to implement these changes until October 1st next year, which is good, considering all the other rules that industry is currently working to implement right now. For example, Humda. Um, Industry for some time has been asking CFB to provide optional compliance periods in its rulemakings. And in this TRID 2.0 rulemaking, the CFB finally did provide an optional compliance period. The CFB said, hey, considering that these are generally good changes for the industry that provided clarity, we're going to let industry implement them beginning 60 days after the rule is published in the Federal Register. And it actually provided flexibility in this so that industry can pick and choose which changes it wants to implement at what time during this optional compliance period. So this is something that is very favorable to industry. Well, I guess favorable to lenders. I think technology vendors might find some trouble with this as their customers decide to implement uh, different parts of the rule at different times. It does take time for the vendors to catch up when there is significant rule changes, but it does sound like a welcome change to have an optional compliance period, which may be as soon as later this year. Switching gears, co-ops, an issue near and dear to those living in the Northeast, were actually clarified in the amendments. What's the rule say now? Yeah, this is one of those big ticket items that I think many in industry are happy about with the with the changes. The CFPB in this final rule changes the coverage of TRID to expressly cover loans secured by co-ops. Um, it was confusing, or it is confusing under the current rule, whether co-ops are covered under TRID because TRID applies to loans secured by real property. And under many state laws, it's confusing whether a cooperative unit is considered real property or not. The CFB even acknowledged this in the preamble to the proposed rule where they said, hey, industry, we know that this state law analysis you have to do is very difficult and that states might even consider co-ops to be real property for one purpose, but personal property for another purpose under its laws. And uh, we're going to fix it and and expressly make sure that co-ops are covered under TRID. Industry, considering that level of confusion, actually asked the CFB in comments to the proposal to say that a reasonable analysis of state law would be considered compliant with the rule, essentially to provide a safe harbor for compliance. Unfortunately, in the final rule, although the CFB clarified the coverage of TRID to apply to co-ops, it did not provide this safe harbor for reasonable state law analysis. So there is some measure of legal risk under the current rule about whether the correct forms were provided for loans secured by co-ops. 
So with co-ops, good news going forward. Looking back for the last couple of years, the rule doesn't quite go far enough to resolve the issue. And moving on to the black hole. We all hear a lot about it, and it is a vexing problem for the industry. Rich, what is it, and was it fixed with the new amendments? Yeah, this is another big ticket item that is not addressed in the FANA rule. The black hole is a period of time after the lender has provided the closing disclosure in which the lender cannot increase its costs on the consumer. This is something that has caused quite some difficulty for lenders, especially when unforeseen changes happen after they've already provided the CD. Uh, For example, there's some property damage and closing needs to be delayed, and so there's a Raylock extension fee or an additional inspection. If the lender is within this black hole period, the lender cannot impose those increased costs on the consumer and the lender has to absorb them. So this is a a costly part of the rule. So industry has been asking the CFB to fix this in the TRID 2.0 rulemaking for quite some time. And the CFB actually proposed an amendment that would have fixed the black hole, but it did not finalize it in the final rule because it said, even though you know industry submitted a lot of favorable comments that supported the, the proposed change, the CFB did not intend to fix the black hole with the proposed change. It actually intended to clarify some other issue. And so it was inadvertent that the proposed change would have fixed the black hole. And so it didn't finalize that change. So what that means is that industry is going to have to live with the black hole for some time longer. But what is positive is that the CFPB, considering all those favorable comments to its proposed change, actually issued a new proposed rule to fix the black hole with the provision that is specifically designed to fix the black hole problem. So this is a positive development. In this proposed rule, the CFPB also raised some potential consumer harm from fixing the black hole, like more instances of increased costs on consumers and lenders providing the CD too early in a transaction. And so It definitely behooves lenders, if they support the uh, elimination of the black hole problem, to submit public comments to this proposal that support the proposed change. So some positive developments, but also known as kicking the can down the road. Rich, on a more personal note, you're quite the musician. My cheat sheet here says that you were a session player on Steve Perry's 1984 Street Talk album. (laughs) (laughs) Um, that is not true i do play keyboards and bass guitar and i have sung in an acapella group in my past are you a compliance insider then go to compliancepodcast.com immediately and join our mailing list so you never miss an episode got something to say request to be on the show Go to compliancepodcast.com with your topic ideas. And as always, thank you for listening.